welcome to Stirring the Pot, Entertainment Zoo's premier pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek, the first and the last, and today we have... Sam! And that's it. Welcome back. Two weeks in a row, a new record for us. Woo! <laughs> um, this episode's getting you guys a bit late because uh, we are, like, doing a lot. We're making money moves behind the scenes, but, you know, we move in silence like lasagna, so... That's so lame. Stop saying that's, that's that. That's such a good line. The thing is, he's G's a... moving silent like lasagna. That's lame. Sam, spell lasagna. L A S A N G N A. There's a G in there. Yeah. It's silence. Yeah. And that's what we do. Sorry, it just sounds really corny. Corny? Yeah. Two, early 2010s rap is corny now in the early 2020s? Yes. <laughs> so. As voted on by um, fans on our website, um, the topic of today's episode is about wrestling. But we're kind of, kind of, um, put a pinch mark in that in a second. First, we're going to revisit um, the sports and arts idea really quickly. Mm-hmm. But first, uh, Sam. Yes. You finished a children's book. I finished a children's book. I sorry, I didn't know what you were gonna bring up. Yeah, I finally finished the children's book. The mouse who couldn't sleep. And like that mouse, I also couldn't sleep until I got this book done. So it's another product that we have expected to come out relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we have a few different podcasts that are set to release. Mm-hmm. We have a few World of Valor one shots to kind of exp- uh, exp- uh, grow the world a bit. Mm-hmm. Um but also, due to something that hasn't happened yet in the world of Al for you guys, um, a cataclysmic event, uh, we're kind of in a new thing. We gotta, Actually, we gotta rework some stuff. Yeah, we have to re- I think the cataclysmic event is this week's episode. Oh, really? I think it might be. Give me a quick sec. I should really rewrite that then. So, not rewrite it, but like work on the, the aftermath. Let's see. World of Al. It's next week. It's this week. It's it's this School of Heart Knox. That's funny. I took my classes. Yeah. Episode chapter thirty nine is the big cataclysmic event. Um, wow, that is stressful. <laughs> that is stressful because a lot of things have changed. Um, based on what's happening over the course of the next two weeks' episodes, we are actually going to be holding auditions for the World of Valor coming up. Mm-hmm. The first time that we are going to let outside people. Play the world of Valor with us. Raise our baby together. Yeah, it's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be. Um, we haven't tried to do this in such a long time because we always want to be in a position where, um, we can pay people. Mm-hmm. There's been times in the past where, um, I've made the mistake of pushing people too hard on the world of Valor, and so I wouldn't want anyone to sacrifice their time, because all of our time, especially nowadays, all of our time is precious to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not promised tomorrow. Yeah, you know. Um, oh, that was really grim. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a podcast about wrestling and anime. And so, I don't like asking. There's a, there's been a ton of times where we've had people email us and be like, hey, can I be in the world of Valor? Can I do stuff for the world of Valor? Um and while we've always wanted more players, mm-hmm. um, I never wanted to do it if it seemed like we were taking advantage of people. We are not a big company, but I, oh, if yeah. I'm going to talk trash about other companies who take advantage of people, I don't want to be one of those. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you, kid. 
I, I mean, you run the company too, so I appreciate you. Oh my gosh, I appreciate you. I'm giving myself a raise. <laughs> but I'm a promotion. that is what's coming up within the entertainment stew slate oh we have our magazine dropping sometime this week yeah um, just, i'm really excited about that yeah. that was a really odd issue because it's both the march and the april issue so the march issue was the sports Sport. issue a, it was the march madness issue and then the april issue is fashion so two things that perfectly coincide and it also has our first world of vala like adventure Mm -hmm. that you can like just play um we're gonna try to make as many of our adventures free through potluck as just another extra incentive remember Mm -hmm. potluck is free anytime you see it yeah um we're not in a position the thing is we've always wanted to make a magazine we never wanted to make a magazine while charging people to pay for it because print is a dying media like, yeah. Also, magazines are super pricey. Have you bought a Vogue magazine recently? It's like 10 bucks. It has a lot of content, though, actually. Yeah. That <laughs> so I said that. There's a lot of content. And plus, they, like, the subscription is just cheaper. And so with this in, within this week, you can expect game reviews of games that we've been playing and also hints of games that we're going to be using for future podcast episodes. Um, but look forward to that. Sam. Hey. Where did you fall on the spectrum of sports and the and arts and sports um, being an art? I was on the fence of it, so I so I think it was, we luckily just ended the episode before I had to say anything definitively because uh-huh. I was still up in the air about it. I feel like the only thing that I would argue about in regards to art. Hi, I took a design class. Um, I have an AA, you know. Um, flash real quick. Flash real quick. Ooh, 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 college ooh. girl. Um, but the one of the main, like, contributing factors that in my all my art classes and my design classes have taught me, where it's just like, yeah, for you to have, for it to be art, it has to be purposeful. Like, you have to, like, Jackson Pollock isn't just somebody who's, like, throwing paint on a thing on a canvas he's yeah. purposefully making each splatter intentional it's like there's like even though i was talking like trash about that one person who has like a urinal in the moment who signed their name that is considered art because it is purposeful it's pro- it's contemporary art and it's trying to s- convey a message of some kind i don't know what the message is i uh-huh. will refuse to look up look further into that but i feel like considering sports don't have that same purpose of i feel like since, per, since sports aren't intentionally trying to be art i feel like the intentionality is also a factor in regards to the sports like yeah. i feel like with like dance and with like uh, dance with ice skating with cheerleading with gymnastics i feel like the a lot of the aesthetics are contributing factors and the people's movements are trying to be artistic in like in general yeah so i feel like like tackling a football, like sorry, that's not really judgy. I'm so sorry. Tackling a football is hard. I'm not out here gonna try to get a concussion. Um, but I feel like considering the entire point of doing the sport is trying to win and trying to gain points and trying to like, even if it's like done in a really well way, and I feel like aesthetically, it's like drives a lot of emotion from the people who are um, consuming consuming it. it. I feel like considering the person creating that emotion it doesn't see it as art i feel like the arts intentionality is also a factor so yes all in all i would say a soft no i like the idea of intentionality being linked to mm-hmm. art the thing is we are brushing on the topic of what is art which mm-hmm. is the thing that me that means asia if you haven't listened to the last 
last week's episode. It's about being Asian. It's like, it's the death to this conversation. Mm-hmm. But brushing on it gently, mm-hmm. that is a good point that intentionality within art kind of separates it from, like, just doing something. Yeah. I, like I remember Asia brought up words. It's like, yeah, even though Sunset is beautiful, it's not art because there's no, like, a sunset is something that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's creating the sunset. No one's purposefully making a sunset. But if someone were to capture a picture of a sunset, would that then be art? I feel like you could... I feel like I would consider that yes. Be, mo- is because it because you're the, pulling something from it? I feel like you're snapping... Snap, snapping a moment? Is that the correct phrase? Sorry. If you're, like, snapping a, like, singular moment, that can never be replicated, even though sunsets happen every single day. So this specific art piece from this photograph that you have i would consider your own artwork even though it's something that just happens okay and you're intentionally showing people because it invokes you're you're intentionally trying to invoke emotion in people from the sunset okay that makes sense so i i like i like what you're saying keep that in mind Mm -hmm. as we talk about professional wrestling Mm mm-hmm Professional wrestling is kind like thing is I know it's just like the easy way to do or sports art. It's just to be like, yeah, uh, you could say figure skating or gymnastics mm-hmm. or um, uh, synchronized swimming. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, I know the thing is I know what we defined as a sport was like winning or like yeah. a gold or something. Yeah. Um. But I'm going to stretch that definition of it to include wrestling mm-hmm. because if, okay, this is going to get a lot of people who are into synchronized swimming upset, but <laughs> isn't the point of synchronized swimming to make a compelling, like, show, mm-hmm. right? Wrestling doesn't work if it's not at a base compelling. Mm-hmm. Like, it's why the wrestlers plan it. It's why it's like you book the shows. You... It's also why the audience has to buy in. Yeah. And doesn't that elevate it to some level of sport? So the thing is, I think wrestling, the thing is, it feels like I'm making two arguments now that wrestling is art, but also wrestling is a sport, and thus it's equal part sports. And art. Yeah. Because it's essentially a perform, like a physical performance that someone has to do. Mm-hmm. And I could see that. And so if we take that and we move on to the next section with that, I think it's, and then what got me into this whole conversation was watching Blue Lock, watching Q, playing mm-hmm. Captain Tsubasa, Rise of New Champions, mm-hmm. trying to find old episodes of Captain Tsubasa to watch it, but I can't find it anywhere. They can't find it anywhere. Then, you know, like, it's an extremely popular anime. Yeah. Hey, Hispanic people in the chat. How do, you, <laughs> how do you watch Tsubasa? I know you got the hookup. Let me know. Um, and so, as I do- dove deeper into wrestling, into deeper into the art of wrestling, um, I found what is the topic of today's show, mm-hmm. that wrestling and anime are like the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, are, they are the same thing. And so if you're watching wrestling but not watching anime. You should be. You should be. And if you're watching anime and not watching wrestling, you should be. Yeah. Because what the, what are the things people find compelling about anime? Um, the, it's a, it, the sorry, the storylines, um, cool the, fight scenes, 
um, aesthetics, the mm-hmm. glitz, the glamour, mm-hmm. the bright lights, um, the long term long term storytelling, mm-hmm. especially with shonen anime. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z has been written over the course of five different decades. Oh my gosh, you're right. Since like eighties, nineties, two thousands, twenty tens, twenty twenties. I thought it started in the seventies. It start. I think it started in the eighties. I thought it was like late seventies. I could be wrong. Honestly, Toy almost old, so I just assumed that it was <laughs> that's my bad. Um, and so it's been across five decades, and it's been one story that's mm-hmm. being told from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. That that slight that slight detour in GT, but <laughs> uh, it's been one story, and so we can chart the growth of Goku from the beginning, of Vegeta from the beginning, of mm-hmm. Gohan from the beginning, of Piccolo from the beginning, and it's fun to watch these characters develop over time. Mm-hmm. Right, and since wrestling, it talked. It's like actual real people, and they're constantly actual real people, and they're constantly. The thing is, if you're regardless of if you have a storyline or not, you're a real person acting through this role. And since a lot of things is are improvised mm-hmm. and stuff, you have to embody this role so much that it's like you're naturally gonna have like that human like character building. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, uh, he's a terrible person. Sorry, there's a there's a wrestling documentary I showed you years ago, Sam. Oh yeah, by Max Landis, but mm-hmm. he's a terrible person, mm-hmm. um, so I don't show it to anyone anymore. Where mm-hmm. it chronicled the wrestling storyline of Triple H, mm-hmm. from his time as the Connecticut Blue Blood to the King of Kings to uh, corporate Triple H to Hunter to uh, NXT Triple H. It's it, it chronicles this whole story where it's like you can watch take one character and watch them grow in real time, mm-hmm. and that's the fun part mm-hmm. of it. Um, on a side note, I just think wrestling is some of the best storytelling that you can get pound for pound. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to agree just because I feel like when you're watching, like, how I watch a lot of reality TV shows and a lot of dramas and a lot of stuff like that, I feel like considering it's like – all, imp- all improvisational and people are making their own like sorry in terms of like role playing uh-huh. like a D role play where everyone's making their own characters i assume i don't i know there's probably like some touch and go like influences from like the upper producers or whatever but since it's not like a reality tv show where it's like everyone is kind of pushed into the circumstance by outside forces you have to create your own like beef i guess you have yeah. to create your own you have to like make sure that you have a compelling story for yourself I know that there's probably other ins- the outside influences, of course, to make sure the story is like compelling to watch. But I feel like there's also a drive for yourself to make yourself look good because mm-hmm. you're ultimately you're the one that's Tell- putting putting the story together. Yeah. And so um, to tell a story, you need so many different elements. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like I kept getting stuck on the artistic quality of sports because what I care the most about is the story. Mm-hmm. And because I think that's because I was raised on pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling was the milk my mother fed us as we were going to sleep as babies. That's funny. Right? That's it's really a, intense. Right? That's a very intense analogy. It, it was intense. Wrestling was huge in my household growing up. Um, we used to, my mom's favorite wrestler was a junkyard dog. When my dad, when my mom was pregnant, she tried to do wrestling moves on my dad. Um, it's just constant popping up of the importance of all these things within stories. And within wrestling and shonen, um, sometimes it comes down to a few different elements. And for wrestling, those elements are um, 
production quality, video packages, commentary, promos, and the wrestling self is a factor. Mm -hmm. The wrestling tells the basic story that the commentary narrates. So it's like when Goku and when Gohan and and Perfect Cell are fighting. Mm -hmm. um, everyone was on the sidelines being like, whoa, I've never seen Gohan move this fast. Yeah. Look at that. That's it, fair. It right. adds context to what you're watching. So the thing is, sometimes a good quiet fight would be cool, but like it's... But I feel like you knowing the context, mm -hmm. you like actively being... I feel like the commentators make you more invested in the actual story. And I know, th <coughs> I know that's a trope that's often like made like ha made fun of in anime where it's just like ugh, krillin is always talking but the thing is there's just something about such a hype moment like goku to go ultra in safe when uh it was just like vegeta's like yeah trespass into the realm of the gods um and then Goku, like, hyped himself up. And then, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, I've never felt energy like this before. Man, it's overwhelming. This energy is so powerful. It's so, it's, like, it hypes you up even more. I feel like because Western media doesn't often do that. Like, for example, Iron when Iron Man fought Thanos and, and threw, a, threw the moon at him, there wasn't no one on the sideline being like, whoa, he's throwing that moon. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I feel like people at the theater had to do that for you. Yeah. But the thing is, that's such an important part of wrestling mm -hmm. that I think borrowed a lot from anime or vice versa. Wrestling was actually first, but that's uh, fair. Um, it's the whole like presenting the narrative and making the narrative the key factor. Um, then there's the promos that make the story more understandable. Uh, you know, in anime, you got a bunch of, you can look up top five Vegeta speeches and That's um, be hyped because it's like, mm -hmm. you know, the fight is coming and you know, we're about to lay some smack down with the talks beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and just like how wrestling promo, in order to set the fight, you need, you need like that trash talk. You need that like kind of, uh, what's the word? Hypeness yeah. for yourself? Yeah, the thing is, I'm going to use Marvel as an example because it's like, I feel like that's almost like... Not the most, the most culturally, like, I don't sad wanna, thing. I don't want to be like Marvel is the modern Greek myths, but for Western, like, for American society, but it feels like. It feels like, uh, I don't want, I don't want to say I, You that. don't want to give it that much clout, but it's so huge. I feel like people really, I feel like if you don't know about Marvel stuff, people really give you a bunch of, like, crap for it. Yeah. But. Anyway. Well, you Marvel, do. they hype, they hype up Thanos, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, um. It's very much a looming hype. Yeah, it's a looming hype. You don't. There's not a chance where it's like that. We see the heroes talk to Thanos first mm -hmm. before he attacks them. Like the thing is, Frieza. They hype him up, but Frieza also talks mad trash to everyone first mm -hmm. before they fight Frieza. Mm -hmm. um, we get a chance for Vegeta to be like, "Oh, uh, well, I've reached a new level, uh, Frieza. I'm now the legendary Super Saiyan." Um, we don't get that. That was good. Thank you. I've been I've been practicing. <laughs> You know, we have some abridged stuff coming. I'm just kidding. Oh. We'll develop a bridge. <laughs> we have this. And so in, in Infinity War, mm -hmm. what do we get? The movie just opens up with Thor already beaten by Thanos. Yeah. And then Thanos bodies the Hulk. Yeah. And that's cool. But it's like. The thing is, I got to be real. Um, not to talk trash about Marvel or anything. I feel like considering he doesn't show up in any other thing besides like Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, he's like hinted at Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. He's in 
Sorry, he was at the end of Avengers, the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. He was in... But it was like a shadow. It was like he turned his face to the camera, like the side profile to the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so Avengers, and then he was in the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And then he started moving in the mid credit scene of Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time we saw him. But he was just this looming threat. Yeah. But the thing is... Um, wrestling and we're going to talk about a big bad uh vince mcmahon i was gonna say brock lesnar that's fair where it's just like brock lesnar when he was champion unstoppable undefeatable but it's like you saw him occasionally Mm -hmm. and the thing is it's like you get to feel that menace you get Mm -hmm. to feel going up against him you get to feel a tone shift yeah um so the promos make the story more understandable and video patches or retrospect of what has already taken place. Uh, flashbacks are such an essential part of anime. That's really funny. And it's also such an essential part of wrestling. And it's a good way to hit on thematic beats. Mm-hmm. The Daniel Bryan Wrestling 30 um, uh, monster video package where mm-hmm. it highlighted everything he went to. And he, they made sure to play this before the match for you can like drum up your emotions beforehand. Mm-hmm. Where... Um, I'm trying to think of an. We watched uh the Demon Slayer movie two years ago when it came out in the movie theaters. Yeah. Um, and we kept seeing Tandro's family getting murdered. It's very, it's a very pivotal point in this character. And so it starts his journey. And so it's just like, yeah, we're playing this over and over and over again. And I know anime fans sometimes hate the um, uh. The flashback, because the flashback can get so annoying when you just want something new. Mm-hmm. But it's like it hits on the thematic themes that the upcoming matchup is all about. Yeah, it makes sure that you re-remember that it's like, hey, this is a very, this is why I'm fighting. Type yeah. Of thing. Um, and I feel like Western media they go with a very what what's considered peak Western media <laughs> is that it's show not tell. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing you're told in film school mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, we don't need to see flashbacks. We don't need to see. But the thing is, a lot of books use that method and it works really well to call back to things. And so I can get how doing it too much can be seen as amateur as filmmaking. But the thing is, um, I feel like you never doing that. I feel that I, I think I don't want to keep on watching a movie like five times for me to catch something in the background. Yeah. I'd rather sometimes just you tell me what's going on. Mm hmm. It's why so many of those edits are popular, where it's like when Thanos is just when Thanos fought Wanda, and it was just, oh, I love that one. And then it, there's there's an edit that showed he's like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. And then it's like you took everything for me, and then it was cut with like, like what he vision. did to Vision, um, how he snapped everything away. And the thing is, though, a lot of people love those little snippets of things mm-hmm. because for a lot of people who like think it's a lot of people. They watch a Marvel movie and they go on about their day. Like it's just yeah. I, this isn't me talking trash about people because that's that's honestly my parents. They watch a Marvel movie. They don't remember they watched the Marvel movie. That's honestly me. My I, mom. My mom watched Guardians. Is about to watch Guardians of the Galaxy this weekend. Um, she doesn't remember that Gamora died in Endgame. Guys, that was a Derek. That was a pivotal part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, um, she has other things to worry about other than. Gamora dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to work in the morning. And then I was like, yeah, because I tried to have a conversation. I was like, yeah, I can't believe they 
um, that they're already bringing Gamora back into Guardians of the Galaxy. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, she never left. Mm. So we shouldn't let her know. Dude, I feel like she's going to find out. I feel like you should just know that already. She's in the advertisements. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the thing is, years have passed since Endgame. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, Endgame came out in what, 2019? Did it come out in 2019? I think, yeah, because Infinity War came out in 2017. Yeah, because it was when the movie No, Endgame came out in 2018. No, because we watched it in the movies. No, but I was still living with my parents. I don't know if... No, Avengers Endgame came out in 2019. Yeah. Wait, when in 2019? April. Oh, okay. That's practically 2018. And so, that's some years ago. Mm-hmm. That's four years ago, right? Four? Yeah. Um, it takes a long time for movies to be made. And for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's um, that's a lot, mm-hmm. right? But in this most recent WrestleMania, um, the, one of the biggest anime moments happened where um, Rey Mysterio is going up against, went against his son, Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, they had footage from years ago where there was an angle that... Um, Rey Mysterio's son was actually Eddie Guerrero's son. Wild. Um, and so they had a custody battle for what? <laughs> it was a custody battle on a ladder match. Um, where it's like whoever wins takes custody how over old, Dominic. How old was his son? Dominic was like eight or something. That's really <laughs> sorry. I don't know if they're like. I think he's like twenty two or twenty three now because he's a wrestler now. That's funny. And so. There's and then the thing is they would reference that with their editing packages and then mm-hmm. it feel it the thing is it's such an anime moment it's like an endeavor level family, the Todoroki mm-hmm. family esque drama, and if you as long as you buy into it it's mm-hmm. amazing. Also, I really like that it's just like incorporated from like years ago exactly. and then it comes back and it's like wow this is like it is like things that seem irrelevant now play into the story after the fact. Did I really enjoy? Dominic Mysterio is one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet right now. And I don't necessarily think he's a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Because wrestling isn't just about wrestling. It's about all the story elements that make this sport narrative driven. Mm-hmm. It's um, with uh, an anime that does that. Um, Dragon Ball Z doesn't have good fight scenes. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Like, you, you can fight me about that. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Argue does... with yourself. Because the thing is, there's be times where it's just like, yeah, we can't see them because they're fighting so fast. That is lazy. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z doesn't have good fight scenes, but why do I still get hyped mm-hmm. rewatching these fight scenes? Because they, they set it up like a wrestling event. Mm-hmm. Everything is set up like that. And it makes this tie between wrestling and anime so strong. It's so good. I love it. So now, for the next few minutes, I'm going to wax poetic about different wrestling feuds and how it just resembles an anime. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi. The Golden Lovers. The Golden Lovers. They started out as a tag team. Sorry, they started out as enemies, as juniors, but then they formed to a tag team called was, the Golden Lovers. Those enemies to lovers, you know? Yeah. My favorite. Golden know? Lovers. <laughs> uh, and then they both wanted different things. Kenny joined the Bullet Club. Kota Ibushi became a really weird wrestler that never stayed in one spot for too long. I and mean, he always traveled everywhere, and he never stayed loyal to one company. That's really um, But there was always this idea that, like, hey, if we... I, we're going down two different paths now, but we can come back together. Mm-hmm. We can come back together. 
Um, but the thing is, Kenny would just keep denying it. And then there was a moment where Kenny was down. He was out. He was, everyone hated him. And, but who came back for him? His golden lover. That's cute. And they came back as a tag team. That's a very much a truncated version mm-hmm. of their story. But it's just Naruto and Sasuke. It's just <laughs> it's just the traditional like rival, the shonen rival like to friends to lovers. Yeah, exactly. Um, so those type of things are fun. They're exciting. You get lost within those similar type of story structures. Mm-hmm. Um. But the thing about wrestling, because this is also a panel that we did, right? This is a panel. The one that we did last time was also a panel. Yeah. Um, and they're also going to be magazines. Yeah. So that's going to be fun for you guys to read about. Sorry, they're magazine articles from this week's. One thing that I said at the last time I did this at Central Florida Comic Con, I mentioned that wrestling actually has one advantage over anime. And that's wrestling is happening in our real life. Mm-hmm. Wrestling has um, a crazy man who escaped from a insane asylum, oh, Cactus funny. Jack. It has a demon from hell, Kane. They have it an has, alien girl. They have they have Chris Statlander, who's an alien. They have um, the Undertaker, who is a like an undead zombie who is decides to be a wrestler. They have Sammy Guevara, someone who cheated on his wife. <laughs> The real villain. Well, girlfriend, fiance. He cheated on her. Yeah, yeah, it was mutual. It wasn't mutual. <laughs> I will die on that hill. Sam Guevara, if you're seeing this, we're fighting. We have some of the best, like, the thing is, we have some of the most outlandish mm-hmm. stories, but they take place in our real world. Like, the thing is, you can make a character, Finn Balor. He is a the thing is as I'm saying yeah you can you can you can just make a wrestler that has a demon in him like Naruto that already exists Finn Balor he has demon Finn it is a demon that exists that exists within him That's and so when he's funny. losing it comes out it comes That's out so funny um then it's supposed to be unbeatable but the WWE uh they they don't care about that they don't care about that I want whoever is most popular to win you know. But I feel like that's adding, having it be in our real world. I feel like makes it like more tangible. I feel like because I could just like go out and wrestle. I can't learn how to do a sing on. Yeah, I can't learn how to unlock Super Saiyan. And then the one of the great things about wrestling is that it asks you to let yourself in to just mm-hmm. give into it to just like yeah this is. Whatever. This may be... It's... Bray Wyatt is a... Bray Wyatt is a really nice guy, but he has an alter ego called The Fiend that wears a person's face as a mask. You can just give into it. And because it's happening in our real life, because you can go to a stadium and see The Fiend... Well, not anymore. You can go to the stadium (laughs) and see The Undertaker, or not anymore. You can go to a stadium and see Finn Balor Demon. Demon Balor. Um... It removes a layer of a degree of separation. A degree of separation from it, so it makes you closer to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, for the longest time, like you can like reach out and touch these larger life characters, and they feel real. Um, is it giving away some of your own? Like, okay, yeah, 
Undertaker isn't really a demon, y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I can believe for those two hours that the show is happening mm-hmm. that it is. And that's the most artistic thing for it. Mm-hmm. Wrestling makes you nostalgia for a life that could be, but isn't. Mm-hmm. But that is, it's not a bad thing that it isn't. It's just like, that's just how it is. I feel like, hi, um, I've been watching a lot of things where it's just like, yeah, um, expressing your inner child or whatever. I feel like wrestling, from, since you've been like introducing more and more wrestling stuff, I'm like, wow, this is just like kind of fun. And it's like, even though it's like kind of childish, it's like, yeah, I feel like it's just a fun thing to do. It makes me feel, not nostalgic, because I didn't grow up with wrestling. My family was very strict. It, but it gives you a level of like freedom, I guess. Or it's a like a weird wanderlust. <laughs> it makes you, wrestling as a storytelling, as a sport, mm-hmm. as an art form, makes you wish for so much more. And it makes you see these people do these, <laughs> these what seemingly looks like real-life superheroes do, complete these amazing gifts of strength and agility. And it's just like, they exist in our world. So selfishly for me, it's also like, hmm, Derek, you could do that. You know, these knees worked right, you know. Maybe I could do a triple uh, moonsault. But please don't. <laughs> but yeah, that's... <coughs> and that's the draw of wrestling, which is a thing that anime does a lot. Like, the thing is, I ask my students, I teach middle school, sorry, at a panels, I mention this all the time. Um, with my middle school, is anime is some of the best thing ever. Because it's like, it creates worlds that they never thought would be possible. Mm-hmm. These same kids still love wrestling. And there's so many similarities between the both that we can just be here all day talking about it. But I think that's about all the time we have. Yeah. So, Sam, last thoughts on wrestling. Wrestling, I like it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all right. It's okay. Um, But I feel like, I hear what you said, where it's just like, I feel like, Wrestling in itself, I don't think we got away from the art form part of the conversation. I was mainly talking about wrestling and anime's like comparisons, but I feel like the main draw for me when, like, in regards to like getting into anime and like enjoying wrestling is the art form aspect. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, I feel like wrestling is an art form. Favorite wrestler, hold on, hold on. Mm, sorry, I would say MGF, MJF, yeah, but he cheated on his wife. <laughs> But he's also a heel, so I'm like, yeah, well, I guess that's in character. So the only reason Sammy Guevara annoys me that he cheated on his wife, because he's supposed to be like a fucking good guy or whatever. And it's just like, okay, sir, you, so you broke up with your fiance to I, date some like blonde girl in the WWE to get more popular. AEW. AEW, I'm sorry. What does it matter? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Sam. The fanboys are coming. <laughs> oh, they're different. Yeah, but you cheated on your girlfriend who supported you in the entire time. For to, for like greener pastures, so uh, you can go die in a ditch. Um, You've been officially cursed. So I think my favorite wrestler, so my favorite heel might be MJF. I think I, but yeah, I love MJF. He's such, a, <laughs> he's such a dick, man. But he's so there's something about him. Him just being a straight up dick. I don't know. He got a Burberry scarf. He cared about fashion, fashion and anime. He can also sing. Can he sing? He can sing. That's I'll, a, I'll show you a few clips after. <laughs> um, MJF hit me up. Unless you're still with your wife, then don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, my I think my favorite wrestler it might be Kenny Omega, but I feel like that sounds really cliche. What about the one that um, CM Punk fought Eddie something, Eddie Kingston? 
It's oh, not Eddie Kingston. Oh, it is Eddie Kingston. I think Eddie Kingston might be my favorite. Cause he reminds me of like a Hispanic uncle. I really <laughs> like him. On some levels, he is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> also, seeing Punky can also catch these hands. I also don't like you. Yeah, come and, at me. And that's a, that's that's where we're gonna end the episode for today. Bye. Bye.